0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Vicar Street. Please put your hands together and raise the roof for the biggest podcast in Ireland. This is Talking Bollocks
1: Live with Terence Power and Calvin (laughs) O'Brien!
2: Go straight in. In hell. <laughs> What's going on here? What's going on hell? Everyone full of <laughs> A lot of heads in the front dropped down there when he said that. What's going on? Everyone panicking. He's got in his point. <laughs>
0: doctor, you're back again. What's happening How are you? Is all good?
2: He's all ready for Talking about live round two. I think there's a problem with that, Mike. I said he is ready for Talking Bollocks Live round two. Right, we'll kick this off. Wait, wait hold
0: on for a second. How do we look? How do we look? Just like them yokes? Shout out to Diffneys, yeah? Diffneys looking after us again. There's some stockings, them yokes, not me. Believe- Fucking hell. Also, shout out to Manscaped for sponsoring the live show tonight.
2: Remember, go L20 at manscaped.com to have you looking your freshest. If you want to see
0: how fresh it looks, i will see us in the mall at about half ten. <laughs> Actually, I won't. Carl, what's happening? Hell, the Malden offered a sponsorship to me, yeah? <laughs> so, did you hear that in the last live show? No, right, well, I'm going to fill you in, yeah? Yay! I called them to sponsor me, they me, they said, we'll offer you a one-night nice stay in a few months' time. Oh. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> I said, he is winding me up. I went missing there for three days. <laughs> they took thousands off me over the years, he offered me a one-night nice stay. Ask oh, me, bollocks. <laughs> Keep it. So, I'll see you in the travel lodge in about half an hour, yeah?
2: Fuck the balls and fuck the... Well here, yeah, honestly, shout out to Joanne McNally for letting us use that gaffer for the night. Yeah. We came in here earlier for sound check. She was in the back doing the washing. Sorry. <laughs> but can I get a big cheer to anyone here not from Dublin? <laughs> I'd like to hear that.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> can I get a big cheer for anyone from Dublin, moon? I will from Dublin 7. It's Rani Wolf from Dublin 24. Yeah! Everyone, zip your pockets up, watch your phones, yeah. mole your wallets, <laughs> <laughs> we love what I know we can tell, yeah?
2: Is that only message?
0: Get them all, yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, this is mad. We're up there carrying on scandalous, yeah. We have this thing called a roida, yeah. Not that kind of roida, the other one. But it's a it list got me of demands. The excited mans. there, you did. Yeah. It's a list of demands, yeah. So the last one we asked was Starbars and fucking Hardyball jellies, you know what I mean? We missed the beat there. So we said, really we want cheese boards up to me neck and Bray upstairs. I want no M&M's.
0: We'll call it a no seco.
2: No seco, yeah, non-alcoholic no, second. No, no, no. We wanted M&M's but only blue ones. And 20 blew as well to sort the of nerves. Right, Terry, as this is a podcast, what do we always do when we start the podcast? We
0: don't believe the singles, have you already?
2: Right, so we have one or two up the sleeve. So if you've listened to this week's episode, this week's singer was Would you rather go one week without brushing your teeth or having a shower? Right? It is a bit controversial, isn't it? So, can I get a cheer for everyone that wouldn't want to brush their teeth for a week? Can I get a cheer for everyone that wouldn't have a shower? I think we know that one. (laughs) Just could have said neither. That one's harshness. Right, and we have a brand new one by this week's episode. Would you rather brush your teeth before or after your breakfast? (laughs) Right, well, give us a cheer for before. And give us a chair for after. Yeah! Right, that's very, yeah, uh, one-sided as well, thirty. Absolutely grand.
0: <laughs> right, I'm going to give us two old-school singers, yeah? <laughs> Curbs or Pats?
2: pats! Right, Come here. we can't
0: judge you, we can't judge you, so stand up for Curbs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. You uh, don't say curbs! Uh, Sit down there.
2: It's Pat's all day, yep.
0: That's one of my family members trying to say curbs. Oh get rid of her. Nice. Sorry about her, horse. doesn't get out much. <laughs> right, another one for you is, yeah, this This is probably what? <sighs> one of our oldest ones, well, just be slaughtered over of this one, yeah, you ask every single week. It's who? Must they're be an echo in here or something, is that? It's up. an echo in here, is that? Charles, do you piss in the shower? Stand up! You're lying bastard! You're dirty lying bastard!
2: Must you stand up! You piss in the shower! Look at this snookerball head! Me poor nana and all sitting down, nana, you don't need to impress these people.
0: Betty Woods is where, look at all sitting down. She has a cuddle in her back pocket.
2: And everyone up there, you're obviously from Fox Rock, guys. Gang of lawyers, wopplers, the Roy, where
0: we going from here? Are we having a clear up This is mad, isn't
2: it? Honest to God, we are robbing a little. <laughs> Roy, We sit on... down and get the show on the road then? Will really, we, yeah. Roy, let's, Roy, let's rock. rock.
0: Again, we need a pair of fucking Ray-Bans at there. We're Housekeeping, actually. Oh, I forgot, yeah. Yeah, fucking forgot there was more than the last one. Yeah.
2: So, will we're on stage, yeah, the bar will be closed. And if it's a band to show Don't know what you're doing for you. It's for the better. Relapse 2.0 will be full of it. <laughs> and if it's a have avant- to say, we're going to do a Q&A. So in the intermission, we're going to leave a booker on the stage, write our questions in there, and we'll go through them at the end. We'll appreciate it. Don't shout up, because I know the last crowd was a bit rowdy and I was getting out of hand.
0: This is worse! <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, just getting a mad cunt.
2: <laughs> so it's, a bit dis- it's not just disrespectful to us, it's going to be disrespectful to the guests and disrespectful to the people sitting beside you, so keep the shouting to a minimum if you can, yeah?
0: Now, have a good time now, but don't be carrying on marvellous. Or someone will has got a box. Alright? Vanessa, how are you? Well, look. You look right? Yeah, look, right?
2: Why did you bring
0: your man? The tiny one is always flirting she is, yeah? She'd want to relax before I go over and do it nicks her on it. <laughs> what are you going to for? He said I wouldn't do it. Just tell her to stop flirting, yeah? Right, quick one for you as well. Sorry about ticker prices going up. That's inflation, the whole lot. Now, we're at the sale now, Vic Street and all, but there's nothing really we can do about it. <laughs> but, it's like that. Have Has anyone tried to buy a chicken filler around the last few weeks? Scandalous. Years ago, we used to ring the Credit Union to get a few weeks in the Bahamas, and now we're ringing to get a blade and chicken filler around the coffee. Scandalous. But that's just how it is.
2: Yeah, but you could do something about it. Just I do what did, I do, yeah. So, do you know when you go to get your messages into them big supermarkets with the self-scanning things? You don't have to scan everything you have. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, legit, like, I went in a few weeks ago, the missus sent me down to grab things, so I'm getting, like, bread and water and something. and I was like, do you know what, Will, I'm here, I'm gonna get moisturizer for myself. And I went up and I looked, the moisturizer I was about the size of my thumb, it was nine something. And I went, what? <laughs> nine something? Someone's getting robbed here today, and it's not gonna be fucking me. So, obviously, I'm barred from Tesco now.
0: Ah, oh, stop. Oh, honest to God, this feels like we're in the Matrix again. We yeah. went to the Matrix before, didn't we, Calvin?
2: We did, yeah. <laughs> have we allowed tell that story? No? Yeah.
0: He told us not that he said it's not really like us, but, oh, give us the go ahead.
2: Sound. Yeah, sound, yeah. Right, will I tell her? I'm going to have to walk away. Right, so a few months ago myself, Terry, and one of our mates, yeah, will uh will change his identity to protect him. Um let's just say his name was Brian O'Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> so the three of us decided, do you know what we should do, lads? It was when McGregor was fighting that time, yeah? So we said, John, you know we do we take a load of mushrooms and watch the McGregor fight. That'd be great time, won't it? How? Like, that's how super we are. <laughs> let's take a load of mushrooms and watch the McGregor fight. What? We don't even drink. So we decided to get a load of mushrooms anyways. So we drove down to the gaff and the boys went in and took some and I was parking the car. And so we ran in late, and I was like, how much did you take? And they were like, handful. So we grabbed loads and I took them. And Terrence was like, I panicked. I said, he's had to take them
0: well more than the lot of us. And I said, I'm not going to leave him there on his own. So I went to the gulag with him. You know <laughs>
2: Never leave a up behind. Never. That's my co-host. So I was sitting there, and if anyone's ever done mushrooms, when you only take them, about a half an hour in, you get, like, the fizzy phase, and you're, just, you're like, oh, this is rotten, yeah, your body gets all pins and needles and all, and then, boom, you're in. And I was looking around, and I was looking at Terrence in front of me, and everything behind him was getting mad and narrow. And I was like want Wonka's Chocolate Factory, and I was like, oh, this is mad. So we grew up to go to the toilet, yeah. But that day, I looked up what to do and what not to do when you take taking Because we planned out.
0: the way we going on them. Calvin looks into everything. A bit, bit too
2: much, right? And he grabs me, just before you can enter that bit, and says, don't look in any mirrors. And i was mm. So that's what I said, I said, don't look in the mirror, because you can frighten yourself and you'll have a bad trip. No, yourself? you'll the cunt down me. <laughs> don't look in the mirror. I thought there was something on me face, you said. So I ran upstairs to the bathroom, had a hit and miss. And I looked into the mirror and I was like, oh! I was like, this is good crack, isn't it? And that was when he was sober. (laughs) But when I left the back room, I looked down the landing and a bedroom door was open. And I was like, just saying, come here, come here. (laughs) So I was like, yeah. And I remember walking down and the door was open. And on the floor, there was a carpet. And I was saying to myself, that looks good. And I went like this. And I was lying there and I was rubbing it. And I was saying to myself, do you know what, this is fucking lethal. <laughs> and I was lying down and I was like, I have to get down and tell the boys. <laughs> so when I went downstairs, I could hear the two boys talking. And Tarnan says to Brian, bro, what are we going to do? Why am I over? And Brian goes, Calvin's usually the sober one. He sorts this, but he's over as well. So we were fucked all ends up. So the three of us are sitting there, and if you're ever on mushrooms, time passes like that. So we thought it was about 20 minutes, half an hour, two hours the going by. And we were lying on the carpet at that stage, you brought yeah. up. Like a bag of custard on the floor. So we're like, right, we get down and stick this foot on. So the three of us are sitting there, Teddy hands me the remote, and I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? So I'm holding the remote, and I was like, right, I'll get that foot on, yeah. And I was like, "Terence, I can't do that. So we hand Terence the remote, and he goes." <laughs> and I was like, "Now, nah, boys, we're gonna get this fight on, and we're sitting there for ages." And I went like that. Right, I'm not Elva anymore. Well, I tell you, I nearly took a heart attack. And this was a frustrating thing because the boys are all there laughing at me, thinking like he's Elva and he thinks he's not Elva. And I was like, "I'm actually not Elva." I always thought he was losing his marbles at this stage. So he really he's convinced he's not over. So my brain is saying, Calvin, tell them you're not over. So he goes, yeah, I will. And I went, over. <laughs> it was like that scene in the Wolf of Wall Street, you know that, get on the food. <laughs> So I went, right, how am I gonna prove to this that I'm not over? I'll get the fight on the telly and then they'll know I'm sober. So I'm looking at the telly and I can't see a fucking thing, <laughs> and I spell it out and I put it in McGregor, and I went spell yeah. it wrong. I went there Turn and turned. like you spelled it wrong, you stupid cunt, and I was like bollocks. And he's like he's breaking his heart laughing. I'm getting more frustrated. <laughs> but because we're in D1, yeah, and it was a pay-per-view for you, obviously we were streaming it on a firestick, yeah. But what a lot of people don't realise is them remotes have a microphone on top of them, yeah. So he was like, oh. I'll just talk to the, the remote and I'll get that fight on. So he pressed the button and goes, McGregor. Well,
0: I nearly collapsed and he says he's talking to a fucking
2: remote and he's telling me he's not over. But what happened was the McGregor fight came on the telly and the boys' jaws dropped. They were like, he's not over, he's not over, he's sober. So imagine. everyone remembers the last McGregor fight, what happened? He got bet around but he snapped his leg in half as well. So I'm sitting there trying to hold it together, I'm like, not healthy you dope, not over." Then he snaps his leg and I was like, Oh maybe I am healthy." <laughs> and so that's why we don't do mushrooms anymore. But I do agree with what he's saying, it is like being in the matrix, you know what I mean? I can't believe we're at the selling this out and like this podcast has opened up doors for us. Like there was a few there was a stage, say a few months ago, yeah, uh, Arlo Hanlon was texting me saying he's a big fan of the podcast, and I looked at me board and I was like, Do you go part of listens to the podcast? I, I did even text-
0: know who he was, I didn't have a telegram. up.
2: <laughs> and I was like, this is played mad, isn't it? And then last week I was texting Jim Sheridan trying to get fifty cent on the podcast. I know he got started on by Kilio on Thursday. So that's, there's a little exclusive for you.
0: That's not a joke, so we are in the Matrix. Thursday evening you', started on me, so...
2: Yeah, next week's episode is Kilio. Just say, it's it's not, not a joke, it. like, this is legit, it's an exclusive for all of you. <clears throat> But he did start on Terrence, and Terrence took a heavy L. So tune in Thursday for that one.
0: See, when I say things like that, no one believes me, don't you know? I was like, I was in a plane crash and everyone's like, ah, oh, gosh, I'm like, no, I was in a plane. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> like, I was, I mean, I torso, was like, I was starting on Thursday, like, ah, he's gosh. Deadly, seriously.
2: You're going to have to listen now. But oh, come, come here, that's not the heaviest day you ever took. Ah, oh, here we go. Do you want to tell a story or will I? I won't be telling any stories. <laughs> You're gonna have well I'll tell it anyway,
0: is it? I don't know what
2: story you're gonna tell. When you took the heavy L. I took a few with them, pal. Remember, I kicked the pot. <laughs> you took the heavy L with the reserve sign. Bollocks. Do you wanna tell this one? No. So uh, there's a local cafe that me and parents like to frequent. It's called La Pause up on Dors Street. Obviously these are enough fans, no one cheered, but well, anyways. <laughs> Myself, him, and their producer Darden Clearly, clearly met up there a few months ago for a bit of lunch. And uh, we walked in, the place was packed. And Taryn was like, yeah, have they got a tail for train? they were like, no, we're really busy, sorry about that. So we well, the up...
0: pause of being busy, like, it's a little cafe G, you know what it's like. A little cafe in the corner, we ain't got a coffee. The thing was, jammers out the door, like the kill for the labour. So I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, so, go on.
2: So we're like, you know what, what? To justify it and all that. Yeah, we'll go <laughs> for a walk and we'll come back and see what the story is. So we will go for about 20 minutes, half an hour, come back. And we walk in, there's an empty table. Terence walks over and there's a sign on the same reserved. And Terence was like, who the fuck is reserving tables in La Pazza? Tiny cafe like this, reserving tables, and neck of people. And I'm like, oh. But when he turned around and said it, he said it towards this girl who was sitting on her own at a table that said reserved. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she thinks he's talking to her. And I was like, no, he doesn't mean you, love. He doesn't mean you. So Terence legged it around into the counter and he was getting the coffee to go. But while he was at the counter, what did your want say to you?
0: She says, give us a cappuccino there, will you, love? And she says, yeah, there you're actually, that table is reserved for you around there.
2: So then, after lifting the head off your womb, we had to go around and sit at the reserve, the reserve table. I oh, caused more boys. I ah, oh, went pink when she said, and then I to the boys. That's actually reserved for us. So, like, Terrence Feller is that type of fella who, like, Gives out about something someone does and then does it himself, you know what I mean? I'm dead, right? Right, you ready for the first guest then? Yeah. Right, I need you to raise the roof, get on your feet, put your hands together for Mrs. Enya Martin.
3: I feel like I'm on the lay-lay. Something's bad. I'm too short for this count. She's a little rocker, isn't she? I know. I didn't know where I was sitting. I wasn't giving a tour of the stage when I came in. We just dragged her in by the head. Get in there, you.
2: Tell you us some no jokes. I, you must have to get the steps in on your Fitbit there, did you? you I know. The I have
3: a apple watching all on me, I do. You're
0: dead right. 90 pounds on FIFA, she has.
3: I <laughs> ah, They look lovely, don't they? Yeah. It's looking like you're about to come and take all my furniture away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Bringing a comedian on was a bad idea, wasn't it? We should have expected that, shouldn't we? Enya,
0: how's things? How are you since the last podcast?
3: I'm grand, I'm grand. Haven't been arrested.
2: (laughs) Not yet, anyways.
3: No, no, I haven't. No, actually, I got a great response. Got about 100 followers after that podcast I did. (laughs) I was gonna. Uh, they were saying to me, uh, coming out after, I says I don't know, they're like, what do you mean, you, you'll get in? I was like, look, look, look at what I'm wearing, I won't get in. They're like, yo, we us, I says, no, use that with me. <laughs> blue tick, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: She's dead, right? Yeah. She is a blue tick, we're just two ticks. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Um, come here, he's not going on holiday around, he's not taking a break from doing the podcast, now. No, no I'm flat out.
0: No, uh, I'm um, double-jobbing and all saying nothing. I won't leave the north to it. Did you say... <laughs> Did Only you... for a live show, I heard it was a few. quid. I said, I'll do it. Fuck it.
3: No, I'm going away myself now to Ibiza in August. Hey, <laughs> nice. yeah. Ibiza, yeah. I'm going, with... you can come with you as once. So I'm going with uh, Ryanair, got a great deal, 10 euro each way, I have to fly the plane, though. <laughs> I was only listening to a radio ad there uh, before I came in about Ryanair, right? And I was like, Ryanair, make it a holiday to remember. I'm like, how could I forget that fucking turbulence? <laughs> I swear to God, I was flying to Benadon one year, right? And they come over and they're like, can you just put your seatbelt back on, please? We're experiencing some mild turbulence. I was like, mild? Missus, this kid stuck to the fucking ceiling? <laughs> and yeah, one in front of me, I don't know where she was from. She was like, ah, leave them up there while that are quiet. Fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> <laughs> <And yeah. laughs> Kids have me heart broke. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. How was lockdown as a comedian?
3: Ah uh, it was grand, like um obviously like I had my videos and all to go back to you know I mean, I couldn't do live shows, but uh, I went to uh, a COVID lockdown party I did um or a COVID reveal party, that's what they're called them now. My friend was getting symptoms and uh, <laughs> We all went around to the back garden, the bloom went pop, she was positive. We all had to isolate for 10 days. It's fucking shy.
1: <laughs>
3: but um, I, moved, <laughs> I moved in with the fella I did of our lockdown, um, that was interesting. We live in a granny flat out as ma's back now, it's tiny. Like one of us has a shit, you have to leave the window open for the weekly. Like. But, um. Now, I moved in with me fella. Now, girls, you might be able to relate to this, right? Especially, like, men who are always babied by their mothers, you know? Like, you're doing something in the gaff and he's like, What way are you doing? And my ma does it this way. My ma does it that way. My ma does it this way. What way are you hanging that washing out? My yeah, ma does it this me way. Relax, my board is
2: up there giving me daggers. What? What did you say? My board is up there giving me daggers. What? Because I moved in with my board as no, well. No, no,
3: She's going to be able to relate to this, right? And, obviously, we have an answer because we're posh. And the toilet is in the bathroom. Now, I find this, right, when you're moving with your fella, it's very unsexy to get dressed in front of him, right, compared to getting undressed. So I bring me clothes into the bathroom with me after a shower and I get dressed in there and I come out. And uh, he says, why did you walk out in your clothes? Like, you're in the bedroom, will you not just walk out in the nip? I says, why did I mad you that as well? LAUGHTER
2: See that moving in as a couple, yeah. It's sold here as this dream. Like, moving in, it'd be fucking great. You have your own space. You can do this, you can do that. Mother of God.
3: No, I swear to God. And you know what, like, it's great, obviously, with the comedy and stuff, because I've been going abroad, and he came with me on the last trip. We went to Dubai, and we're like, look, we won't pay you for the gig, we will come over to an Irish venue, we'll fly you over, we'll put you up in the hotel for a week, and your fella can come with you. He was like, happy days, fucking Dubai. Lovely, right? Never been there before, either of us. And uh, now, the psychopath that I am, I held it against him for about six months before we went, you know? I was like, do you want to go to Dubai, do you? <laughs> Do you want to go? Well, get in there and clean them fucking floors.
0: Any you are mad, i was straight.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 now it is, though. It's, and, and you know what? Now, I know you sound drink lads, right? But anytime he goes out and he comes home and he's pissed, right? Men start getting very touchy feely in the bed, don't they, when they come home pissed drunk? And I'm in the bed and I'm not in the humour for it, and I'm just like, look, you can stick it in, but I'm not fucking moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like, ah, come on, it's only going to take five minutes. I'm like, we're doing it twice, are we? (laughs) And don't shake me either, I'm reading me book.
0: Like a skill bag on your back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I swear. We actually went to a comedy gig uh, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, Terrence? Yeah. In the international bar. Fortunately. Yeah. (laughs) And you ever went to the international bar for a comedy gig? Yeah, I'm sorry to hear it. It's fucking tort. We walked out and we are like, Where's the, uh, the comedy cellar? And your man goes, No, oh, it's upstairs. That's part of the joke. I was like, It's not very funny. And he goes, Well, it's been funny 30 years. I was like, All right, mate. <laughs> so I goes, uh, he goes, Who are you? I goes, Oh, we're actually performing up there. And he goes, Eh, no, you're not. And I was like, I oh, know. That was a joke, pal. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> but Tarrant's goes, We're actually performing in Vicar Street in a couple of weeks. And he goes, aye, is, yeah.
0: And what did you say to him then? Can't remember. What did I say? <laughs>
2: Listen, you remember your man goes, oh, oh who are you? And uh, the comedian that was performing then goes, oh, they're the talking bollocks, boys, Eddie, yeah. And turns goes, yeah, and who are you? <laughs> no, because they were all hanging out on the stairs, remember? So that's the thing in the international bar, apparently all the comedians sit in the stairs when they're waiting to come on. And turns goes, what are was all sitting on the stairs for?
0: <laughs> I was baffled. Did you ever perform there?
3: No, that's one place I haven't performed hey, now. fuck, what? I kind of like bypass all, all the small gigs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> was in my that that last is. night, lads. I lent this to you as I did. How <laughs> <laughs> many times were you here, um, then? I was here performing by myself probably five times, five or six times. What's your
0: favorite place to perform?
3: This place, this is the best place to yeah. perform, it Is.
0: Especially when you bring a crowd
3: like that. These are mad, aren't they? Ah, uh, loopers. But I tell you what, like, during lockdown, I like, couldn't perform or anything like that. So this was the first venue that I performed in when I came back. Like, and it actually just blows the roof off the place. That, yeah. that unreal. It's the best venue for comedy it is. But when I was, uh, you asked me how my lockdown was, and I was just remembering these taught we were going back to gigs and all. I remember we couldn't do any of that. Couldn't do anything. The restrictions were fucking shocking. Like, I remember, I remember we couldn't go outside 5K. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Like, my brother broke his hand, right, and we were all kidding each other in the gaff, who got to bring him to A&E? I swear to God, God love him because he broke his good hand and he couldn't see his girlfriends. (laughs) We didn't have to knock on his door anymore. I'm coming in, is that okay? (laughs) And I swear to God, I didn't realise how many alcoholics lived around me until this pandemic hit. Everybody was just playing fucking street bingo, do you remember
1: that?
3: I swear to God, Betty half-cutting a garden at half-eleven at night. I'm only waiting on number 3 I'm like, that's all well and good, Betty, but the bingo was last week. <laughs> oh, see.
2: Enya, I... what was the worst gig you ever performed at?
3: This. <laughs> One of the horse gigs. Um, oh, I was actually I was down in I was down in Cork. I was down in Cork. I was, and I was in like this barn, right? I swear to God. And there was cows in the corner of it, right? <laughs> It was—I think it was that Independence Festival or something, right? And uh, he was like, "Yeah, so you're in that barn over there." And I was like, "Are you taking the piss?" He goes, "No." Went over. Like, there was no seats. People are sitting on fucking concrete. It was the only show I ever cried after. I swear to God, I cried. And he offered to pay me. I was like, "I don't even want money for that. I just want to erase that from my memory, like." <laughs> so, I mean, it was awful.
0: PTSD after a little comedy gig.
3: Yeah, but I tell you what. One of every show, every show I do in Dublin, I seem to lock my car in a car park.
2: That's what I was gonna ask
3: you next, so you're having (laughs) a lot of dilemmas with car parks lately. Yeah, so anytime I gig in the laughter lounge, I always forget the closing times of the car park, right? So I'm just like lads, I have to be on force because my car's gonna get locked in, right? So it happened to me the first night, it says bollocks, had to get a taxi home, the buses weren't running at that time. So the second night I was like, no, I am gonna get out on time tonight, right? So the first fella that was on went on too long. I was just like, yeah, I have to get on now, my car's gonna get locked in the car park. Like, yeah, we'll get you on, we'll get you on. So I got out, right? 11.01, the not closed the gates. I had to pay another 50 euro to get home. Yeah, I was fucking snapping. I was. But tell you, I had to start learning how to drive, to start the own comedy. Now I failed my driving test three times, right? So the first time I failed, I couldn't reverse around the bend. Now, since I've started driving, I never had to turn around and say to myself, how am I going to reverse around this roundabout? <laughs> the second time I failed, you know the way they point that stuff on the dashboard and they're like, what's this do, what's that do? We pointed at the hazard lights and he says, what's that for? I says, Damn thank thank you lights. <laughs> <laughs> failed. And then the third time, he goes, uh, we're just gonna come up to this co here, and then we're gonna practice pulling out. I says, I'm not on the pill, so I'm all used to that.
0: Enya, <laughs> and I'm yeah, more serious now. There's more oldest women in comedy in the last few years. Why do you think that is?
3: Um... I, I don't know, I just think people are more open to it now, what do you think? And I think social media massively helps because uh, I wanted to build my own, or I know if I was like, going to like TV production companies and all, they probably wouldn't give me a second look. But like, when you're doing your own videos on social media, the same we use with the podcast, you can say what you want. Nobody's there to stop you, but once you start getting involved with TV and radio and stuff, they start dictating what you're saying, can't speak politically and all that. You ever notice that yourself?
2: Not really. No, no, yeah. No, you
3: you's, you's never speak his mind, so I mind. Mean, you just talk bollocks, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think definitely social media is, is helping because uh, sometimes people are forced to watch videos, Certainly, not They're sitting there and they're scrolling and I just pop up. And I love when I do my shows and like all the girls who bring their fellas with them and then you get texts off the fellas after the show and I'll be like, I actually really enjoyed that. And I'm like, mm, thanks for slipping into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's a chance at that fella. <laughs> Come here, you don't a bit to tell you recently though, you're gonna be on free gaff with the boys from
3: Yeah, with Darren and Joe. Yeah, I'm a special guest on the next show. But that's what I was, I was getting into the acting now. I actually was in that film Deadly Cuts. Did you see that film Deadly Cuts? Yeah, yeah we filmed that back in 2019, like before Covid, and I only got released there at, the, at the end of last year. Yeah. So. Uh, that was yeah. a
2: deadly plug, by the way, yeah. not deadly cuts. Deadly, yeah. <laughs> But, but uh, we're actually going on. to be on free gaff with Darden and Joe. We made a nice little cameo there. Yeah, you're in the same
3: episode I'm in. Are we? When you see, it's bleeding gas today. So it. yeah,
2: look out for that when it comes out. Yeah, me and Terrence are going to be on it. We tried a hand out a bit of acting What, dirt. <laughs> it was very tough, though, to prepare for the lines that we had, uh, honestly. So when you see, you'll understand Did you just
3: have one
2: line? It. Yeah, but it was a tough line, though. We actually did. <laughs> it
3: was a tough line.
2: We had a tough line that we had to say once, but at the exact same time. So that was a tough line. Like. Together, we had two of us standing beside each other going, one, two, three, go. And then I was like, are we going on three or are we going on go?" And then he'd say it and then I'd go, oh wait. So it was actually tough, yeah. And yeah,
3: I, I wouldn't count on you as jumping out of a plane now. <laughs> one, two, three, did we go now? Did we? I didn't know we were
2: going on three or go. Yeah. Right. Oi. Uh, you had a story about a car park in Kilkenny you were talking to us backstage about, though.
3: Oh, yeah, I got locked out of another fucking car park. So, what was this? It was in Kilkenny at the Cat Laugh. What's last the story
2: the about your car
3: parks? What I drive? don't know. I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm only, I'm only driving now a couple of years and I never understood car parks, but... There was 10 of us that got locked out, right? So it was a bank holiday weekend. Everybody obviously taught clothes later on or earlier, or whatever. And we all turned up there. There's about 10 of us standing at this gate and the call-out fee was 25 euro. A fella had to drive from fucking Carlo, right? So we're all standing there for half an hour. There was Americans there. There was Polish people. I swear to God, it was weird. It was like a post office in Ballymun, right? And <laughs> we... <laughs> And we were fucking, we were standing there, right? And these two American women were just like, what do you mean we have to pay 25 euros? So there was like 10 of us, and your man comes, right? And he goes, I'm not opening that gate till I get me 25 euro. And I swear to God, we all built up this little community, the 10 of us, right? It was was lovely, it was. We all got to know each other and all we did. And then when your man came and he opened the gate, I was just like, it was lovely talking, just lovely. I'm actually going to be doing bridesmaid at only have one's wedding. Like, it was lovely, it was. Lovely, but, um, yeah, I'm just fucked with car parks. That's why I got a uh, bus in here today. I yeah, like, I'm
2: not taking play <laughs> uh, We actually had a guest who got locked out, uh, Jordan, the podcast. He tells us, oh, actually, I have to go. The car park closed at eight, but he told us at 10 past eight that you, ha- you had to go. And Terrence had to drive him back to Belfast that night. Yeah, keeping the, the
0: boys. And you know what the boys are like? They're all bogey, no tax, no insurance. Rob car,
2: <laughs> up to Belfast, got lost the whole lot. Worth it. He left at half nine and got back at, what time? Half one in the morning? Half one in the morning we got back at.
3: Ah, oh, Dropping fella.
2: someone off Belfast. Kevin a jack, oh, I
0: was actually. Call him out, eh?
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right, absolutely, grand, Ray.
0: Ray. Fuck him, he's only a professional boxer, it's grand. He got a belt of a holy
2: army. I think it's time we bring the next guest out. Good luck, here we go. <laughs> I'm shitting. I actually don't... Is it too late to pull the plug on it? No. Wrap her up. Yeah, we just bounce out of here. Right, uh, so the next guest is a fan favourite. Uh, she's been all around the world doing her thing. She was recently on the telly last week, and I'm absolutely shitting because my man that sitting in the front row. But everybody, he put your hands together... for this whole thing. Put your hands together for Mrs. Jenny Kane. <laughs>
0: So, for anyone who doesn't know who Jenny is, she's a sex educator. Everyone delighted in the malls and knocking their hips off each other. Jenny,
4: what's happened? I'm just here to make Terence blush for 20 minutes. (laughs)
0: Don't be flirting, Jenny. (laughs)
4: How's things? Great. Oh shit. We do some breathing together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Betty, close your fucking ears. Jenny how's thanks been since the last podcast.
4: Yeah, it's been it's been amazing. It's been a bit of a whirlwind for sure. Um, I have to say, after this podcast, just a random story, I actually met, like, my favourite ever um, beauty therapist. She shared the podcast and said, oh, my God, listen to this. And I was, like, looking at her Instagram, I was like, oh, my God, those eyebrows are amazing. And I have terrible eyebrows. Like, they're very unruly and very hard to be tamed. And I went to her and I was like, thank God for Terrence the gal, but i was so happy. I finally have good eyebrows.
0: Well, that's all you got from the podcast, do yeah. Decent eyebrows. players. <laughs> okay, they were the next on myself, couldn't I? Yeah, yeah. Look at this fucking spot on my face as well. I woke up this morning with that thing. It's like a skull bag on my face.
2: He <laughs> actually had to get a ticket by that spot. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, has
4: anyone here, just to ask, has anyone here been to any of the workshops? Yeah. Oh.
2: All Someone right, could so... have at least pretended.
0: <laughs> nah, me, but bet you've here, will you relax yourself, yeah, will ya?
4: All right, this is good, so I have loads to teach you, then.
2: Right, so... <laughs> is I getting yep. a free uh, free workshop here. Someone what we're hurting?
4: <laughs> yeah, do you, what do you want?
2: <laughs> good luck!
4: I'll tell you... I'll tell you, one of the most popular ones that I did um, is called Women on Top, right? So a teach... <laughs> so, come on, tell me, someone has to have been to that. Anyone? Yes! <laughs>
0: What's going on? I can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> he loves... what? Women on top? <laughs> so do <the> I. <way.
4: laughs> and so, basically, on? it's teaching women, right, who, um, how to, you know, have body confidence, first of all, right? Because I think most of us know that when we're on top, it's a little bit more vulnerable. We're definitely more exposed, right? Um, and it's not a position that we're usually in, right? If you, I always say, say this was a phone, right? Yeah, everyone be quiet. This is important information I'm sharing. <laughs> Say this is a phone, right? Most of us, when we're women, we have a tendency, like, have you ever seen women take a selfie from down here, right? Most of it's up here and down. So we're used to being looked at in this position. So going on top for a woman can be really vulnerable and really kind of terrifying, right? Because you're now like this. And everybody, take your phone out, right? Like, if you took your phone out and looked like this, no woman wants to be seen like this. So suddenly she's like, oh my God, this, this fella's looking at me. Up my nose double chin what am I going to do here so it's teaching people women how to have confidence basically to get on top and then to teach them then how to take the lead right so really simple tips on how to take the lead
3: there we go uh, and the best part is well, sex keep positions keep talking
0: Jenny keep talking make sure you're all listening now
3: in a minute she's going to ask that to put a condom on a banana <laughs> Now we're we're much more advanced
4: than that, <laughs> than that. Uh, yeah and then sex positions
2: Right. Look at me.
4: I'm <laughs> like, dot, 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 do you want to be my model?
0: <laughs> Jenny, why are you doing me like this for? I
2: told you so, I was shitting. I didn't want this to happen.
0: Fuck shake.
2: Come here, Jenny, uh, are we getting more comfortable talking about sex in this country? now?
1: Hi. Um...
2: Look at me full. <laughs> hasn't stopped.
4: I no, I do, I definitely think we are. I was on Ireland AM on Thursday and um, I was speaking about sex for the first time on the morning show. <laughs>
3: yeah, it was great. Uh, and She's i think... obviously a virgin <laughs> I tell you he was one of those young fellas that I used to spray paint sex on wall in every estate, remember? <laughs>
4: but like I think that would never have happened in the past and I have to tell you like in the eight-minute segment so I was talking away and I'm very free flowing when I talk about this because it's very normal to me you know (laughs) and I came out of an eight-minute segment I was I sat in the car and I was like oh my god I just said blowjob, handjob, fingering myself and sex cult (laughs) in an eight-minute segment (laughs)
2: And that's mad, because when we went on Ireland AM, they were like, we love your podcast, but you can't actually say the name Bollocks, so yeah. you're going to have to come up with another way of saying it. It's and you were going on that. saying all this.
4: So something has changed. When were you on it, last year? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
4: So it's definitely oh, yeah, a changed. Yeah. Couldn't even
0: tell you, Bollocks, you're on there talking about blowjobs and everything else. Mental, let's know how the times are changing?
3: I think, yeah. though, I think girls are getting more confident. Like, I went and I just didn't beat around the bush. I just said to your man, I said, look, went into the clinic says, my vagina is trobbin, And... <laughs> me dentist didn't know where to look. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have anything for that. I have a bit of floss if you want. <laughs> Jenny,
0: you brought, uh, you brought a few presents, didn't you? I did, yeah. Do you want to grab them?
4: All right, you're getting a view of my ass here for free. I
0: <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh <crap.
1: laughs>
0: I would have grabbed them for her. <laughs> oh, Jake, going back like I you know, should have been a gent. Sorry, Jenny.
2: Right, what have you got?
4: <laughs> I no, I was kind of thinking I'd throw them out into the audience. Wow.
2: Tell us what the are 1st
4: They're sex toys. Yeah. Here, I'll tell you. Talkless
2: pa- seldom. Yeah. Pa-
0: has anyone in here got sex toys?
4: Yeah. sell Here, I'll actually I'll tell you a funny story. So, before when I went in when I went in to buy them, <laughs> I was told I'm not allowed to give them to you. He <laughs> said, <that> anyone else. <laughs> okay. Here, so I was in the sex toy shop. <laughs> I was in the sex toy shop, and your man, um, I went and bought a load and them, I had more than this, and, uh, and, he's, and he was up there chatting to me, and he was like, uh, do you know, I also have an electric scooter business, and I was looking at him, like, <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, and I was just waiting for him to tally everything up, and he's like, do you, do you need an electric scooter to go to work? And I was like, no, I was
0: like,
4: I think I have the only electric ride I need right here. <laughs> He just looked at me, so I went in today to get these, and it was the same guy, and he looked at me, and he's like, I remember you, and I was like, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I was like, how's the scooters going? Talk
0: through okay. these sex toys, what it is?
4: these? These ones, uh, okay, I just got a load of random ones. They didn't have a lot of choice. These ones are for the lads, right? Any fathers out there? I'll give you some presents, yeah. So these are masturbation sleeves.
2: Marcy, that looks like your head.
4: <laughs> oh. You could do that in private. I think we might go to jail. <laughs> the guards will come in. So Martin, master- you were asking
0: about this the other day, <laughs> weren't you?
4: This is a masturbation sleeve. So on the inside, it looks like a like a very thick condom. Martin, looks- shut
0: up. Nah, sorry about him.
4: <laughs> so it looks like a very thick condom and there's texture on the inside. And it's really, act- it's really good for male pleasure. And also a lot of the times, right, like if you're having... <laughs> if you're having a wank, <laughs> and you want to change the sensation of it, these are absolutely amazing. These you can only use once, for obvious reasons. And also, and also, if you're if you need another tip, all you have to do is the the hand you normally use to wank with changes to the other one, and then it's going to feel like someone else is doing it. <laughs> it's like the hand you don't write with. These are for the ladies. Give me that. <laughs> These are for the ladies. This is an electric ride. This is really good. It's called Charming Smile by Satisfyer. And uh, this one is really good for G-spot orgasm. squirting orgasm because of the shape of it. But guys, I we just want to throw them out, don't we?
2: <laughs> so I love them out there, Jenny. All right, okay.
4: I want to, first of all, I want to know, right? I'm going to ask for your best sex face. What?
0: God, Come
4: on! that's Zach's face. I want to see them.
2: do. not give them to them. <laughs> do you know that? you
0: want? Ah, uh, not you want to ask him, what then? <laughs>
2: This is absolutely grand. What
0: is going on here? What are you calling me for, you mad cunt? I'm sitting here with a mic in my hand. You're not using that. <laughs> a bit of lube, he doesn't give a bollocks. Go on, Jenny.
2: There you are. out there, Jenny, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> butt plugs. <laughs> Jenny. Is there that actually gets you embarrassed? What? Is there an that gets you
4: embarrassed? Uh, at this point, not really,
2: though.
4: No. No. I'm very open. I'm
3: very open when it comes to so talking like about head? my sexuality. <laughs> Yeah. I says, I remember my ma, when she was in the doctor, she, the doctor said, you're pregnant. And she was told, she, yeah, you're okay. She was told she couldn't have kids. And he goes, well, you're pregnant with twins. And he go, she goes, look, doctor, if I'm pregnant, I'm giving birth to batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty, K. Okay. Cornflake
2: K. Okay. Come here. Uh, Jenny, so you were talking about positions and tips and all. Have you got any, What you go-to, say, top three tips for couples?
4: Um so the thing is right like that the tips are actually very simple they're all like slow down right oh so it's awesome. slow down he's giving away the buff bugs <laughs> so the tips are the, the the tips are really simple right slow down make non-goal orientated time, which is like taking orgasm off the table. A lot of the times when we engage in sex, we put pressure to achieve it, right? So I call this the productivity mindset, right? So we're taking, we're putting, and this is like in the world in general, right? does all of this like to us in terms of creating pressure around producing something, right? When we're having sex, we're trying to produce an orgasm, we're trying to produce a baby, and if we're not doing those things, then there's something wrong with us. So it's taking the goal off yeah, it. Relax,
0: relax, relax, relax,
4: And then the last one is to make, make space, right? And take time to focus on a body part or a person. And so that tips are actually really, really simple, but actually the stuff that comes before the tips, right? Is actually the mindset. And this right here, right, Right? So, you see, all of the things that happen where it comes, all the ways that when we engage with sex, when we talk about sex, that we become so embarrassed, so full of shame, that we then start to make jokes about it, which is absolutely totally fine, by the way, right? Where I'm very serious about what I, what I do, but I'm definitely not serious in the way that I do it. But so, the way we make jokes, the way we deflect, the way we avoid conversations, right? So, yeah, it's just it's making, it's actually looking at the mindset first. So, I always talk about pleasure mindset, and this looks the way that we try and incorporate pleasure into our into our life on a daily basis, and if you look at this, the way most of us engage with pleasure is more after a thing of we have to earn pleasure before we actually get it. So if you're looking at like training or something, we have to go to the gym five days that day that that week, and then maybe we're allowed a cheat meal, right? So That's like we have to work for pleasure, whereas it's about learning how to incorporate pleasure into your life in general, right? I like that, yeah.
2: yeah. So, Jenny, do you know when you're at home and you're watching the telly with your family and a sex scene comes on, does it not get awkward for you or do you be sitting there, like, critiquing it? Like, you're watching a match. I <laughs> would have cross the ball there before that? You watch them and you'd be like, ah, oh, they're doing a wrong, Dad. Because <laughs> your no, no dad's he, actually here, isn't he?
4: Yeah, my dad is here and my Where sister is, he? is here. I don't know. Where's that dad? They might be in the... I think they're in the... They're in the balcony somewhere, but I can't see the balcony at all. But, yeah, he's here... Is he up at the back? I can't see the back, I think they're waving. Oh, there they are. Woo! That's my dad oh, and my sister. Are, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, my, my parents have always, I've been very lucky to grow up in an environment where my parents were very open with me, with the way they spoke about sex. Now, I have to say, when I was a teenager, my family were very open about it and just spoke normally, because this is the whole thing, right? We make sex into this massive big deal. We make the conversation about sex into this huge big deal when actually it's just as normal a conversation as absolutely anything else. But the fact that we don't have it, the fact that we keep it secret, the fact that we keep it quiet is actually where all the issues come from, right? It's where shame comes from. It's where embarrassment comes from. It's when, when we're experiencing issues, which actually most of us will experience sexual issues at some point in our life. For The top three issues for women are inability to orgasm or or they may not know if they've ever orgasmed, Um, pain during sex, and the last one is low libido, or lack of desire for sex. For men, it's erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, and lack of desire or low libido. And absolutely everyone here will experience this at some point in their life, but the fact that we have, there's no conversation around it, means that when we experience something, we actually lack the options to engage with our sexuality, which is actually where all of the stuff, it makes it harder, And um, the work that I do is really about opening up that conversation, showing people, first of all, like, this is a totally normal conversation to have, and not only is it normal, it's important. And that when you get educated about your sexuality, it gives you options, and options give you choice, and that's what gives you empowerment, right? Because when you're experiencing something difficult, you now have some way to interact with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what this conversation is about. And like, I was very lucky to grow up in an environment where my family were so supportive of me. Um, growing up doing what I wanted to do and following the things that I was interested in I've had experiences I'm sure like every woman has had in their life or at least I'd say a lot of women here has experienced or know someone who's experienced very difficult situations and my family were totally um, behind how I wanted to uh, explore explore that and also heal that right for myself and so I had a huge I've always had a huge support my dad actually was the one when I had like a proper corporate job you know and it was full-time, it was in the recession, and I was leaving it to go travelling around the world, and I was, I was after I had been heartbroken, and so some guy dumped me, and I was like, oh my God, but he said he was going to love me forever, and I don't understand why he broke up with me, and I'm like wrapped around a toilet, like um, a toilet seat in work, and I'm bawling my eyes out, and I'm trying to call my mum, but she won't answer the phone at this point, because I've called her way too many times today, and she's like, Tommy, you answer the phone, so my dad answers, and I was like, what are you doing, you're, you're letting me go travelling around the world in a recession when none of my friends have a job and my dad is like my dad said to me Jenny you're I was 23 I think at the time and he's like you're 23 when I was 23, I'd already had you and your sister. Your brother was on the way, and he said, "I always thought that I'd get to do all the things that you're going off to do now." And when you were a little bit older, and he said, "Because uh, we had you so young," and he said, "So while you're young, while your body is able, go and do absolutely everything that you want to do." And he was a huge supporter. Like it t- kind of broke my world. It's like, "Oh my God, I don't have to live life in the way that everyone's telling me I have to live life." You know? So, yeah. 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 Right, voice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I seen on your story recently, you were living in a church. Yeah. <laughs> What's all that about?
4: I like to be close to God when I'm sinning. <laughs> I just found it and, uh, and I, I've always wanted to live in a church. I don't know why. Is
2: that like one of them, uh, what do they call that? A superiority complex, you know, where like you hate the people who are putting you down kind of thing. I don't They're know. Do like, you know what? Fuck the Catholic kind of like church. I am going to go out and talk about dildos in a church.
4: Yeah. And actually I ran my, the orgasm online workshop from the church as well. I was like, this is the first time ever we're going live in a church.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I was any like, have I'll you any i Any questions Spoiler, you here? What? Any questions for Jenny while you're here? You're getting a little fucking
3: uh, Now, No, I'm a speechless. I'm in a 14-year relationship. Um, I'm not engaged, so I wouldn't want to rush it. Um, <laughs> I would get down on one knee, but you know what men are like? Oh, boy, down there? <laughs> but, I um, some tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like you were saying about, like, oh, you know, sex shouldn't be, like, goal-oriented, but when you're together for 14 years, it's like, right, get in and get fucking Now I have things to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, yeah, do you actually have anyone that, like, would you ever get any questions about long-term relationships? Like, oh, like, the... the yeah, I get questions. Shy, called... or, like, yeah. how would you respond to that? Sure. not Not my sex life, not <laughs> my sex life. Yeah, I get tons of questions about long-term relationships.
4: I think um, it really depends, right? I think a lot of people, <laughs> I think a lot of people are, a lot of people ask when it comes to sex and long-term relationships. They ask like, what's the normal amount of sex that a couple should be having in order to be healthy? And that's always kind of like that's very much determined by the couple. Like, you could be in a long-term relationship where neither of you don't. Like where need where sex is not really an important value in that relationship, right? For other couples, or for one person within a couple, sex could be a really important value within that relationship. Maybe it's how they express love or share, like whatever it is. And um, so that's the kind of conversation you have to have between yourselves. And I think it's learning, learning how to have that, um, learning, learning. To be a good sexual communicator is a skill, right? Like it's like anything else. So it's learning those tools and those methodologies, and that's basically what I would teach then over time. So. And yeah,
0: you're really focused there, yeah. You
4: know.
3: Yeah, for the first Most time. Must be lockdown on at home, is that? No, because no, all my friends, right? All my friends around the same age as me, right? And they all riddled with kids, right? One of them has four kids, <laughs> and she's 29. But we all call a fella Ryan here because he never pulls out on time, right? <laughs> And he'd just be snapping, and he'd just be like, that's not true. I said, it kind of is, because I hear you always arrive early as well. we <laughs> would be all standing outside the bedroom, clapping when he arrives. <laughs> no, but it is. So I, I find, like, um, especially with my friends, like, like, some of them would have higher sex drives compared to the rest of us, you mm-hmm. know? I am, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all she does is write the gaff down,
3: it's all you do. <laughs>
2: sound
0: Amy up there at yeah, it
3: <laughs> Terrence with a glass up to the wall
2: <laughs> oh, right wrapping this one up now again. <laughs> right. we're going to take an intermission now we're going to have a break before we come back with our final guest but as I we said we're going to leave a booker on the stage come over if you have any questions, questions write them into the booker and we'll be back in 20 minutes He's a nagging in our brat.
0: Right, yeah, before we go any further, can everyone just please relax, shouting up open all that. Show a bit of respect for the next guest coming out. It's only another 20 minutes, half an hour. I think we just need to chill out a little bit. Show a little bit of respect, maybe brand new then, yeah?
2: yeah. Right, Welcome back out on the stage to Enya and Jenny. and a big, huge, on your feet, take the roof off, Vicar Street welcome for the final guest, Miss Gemma Dunleavy.
0: And he's all having a good night anyway. Love it, legends. Gemma, what's happening? Hello,
5: hello. Oh, Thanks 10. for having me. Good, good. Great crowd you have tonight.
0: Great. Right? Gang, <laughs> I'm mad. Count I'm at the centre about ten times. <laughs> Holy
2: Jesus! Is that legends? Is that right? Like the kid. <laughs> Come here, Gemma. you are flat out doing gigs now. The last what? Two, three weeks.
5: Yeah. So yeah. Where were you
2: last night? Donegal. Is it really when you only came back for for us?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Is that people from Donegal here? That's gosh, isn't it? You just come down
2: just for this? They're up there now. like that. Heard, 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 herda. Situation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Probably needed a easier to get down here.
2: Well, come here. How was the sessions, Jimmy
5: Oh, it was great. It was brilliant. To be honest, I was like, I wasn't expecting it, and I was kind of this was me highlight of the weekend. I was like, I get the gig done, and I'll. I'll, uh, I'll just go to the hotel, get asleep, sleep and get up the next morning and come down here. But uh, I actually couldn't get myself out of the festival once we did yeah. the gig. I yeah, was like, great. shit, I bet I saw down with my in the morning, but yeah, it was good. Great to hear a load of Donegal accents shouting up the flats. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know? It's great. It's also, it's great to be home with them.
0: Up the flats. Up the flats your big, song. you have right? Come here, how big of an influence has Shattershree
5: been on your music? Huge. Like, especially my last EP that I released, the whole thing is about the area. It's a concept EP with six songs that are kind of written from the perspective of six different stereotypes that I grew up around. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I'd say me, me, music that I have out at the moment, it just embodies that, you know?
2: Yeah, you stole the show at uh, Forbidden Fruit.
5: Yeah, that was On the class. stage in a
2: sheriff's jersey. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah.
2: And then Taryn stole the show on... Uh... <laughs> we were leaving. I was waiting on that one. <laughs> I had to do it, I had to do it. <laughs> but Camille, uh, we actually went to see you perform in the Olympia mm-hmm. back in April. Yeah. Was it April, was it?
5: Yeah, April yeah, Fields yeah. Day. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I was we... like, only I would get a gig booked for that day. Uh, yeah, April Fool's Day.
0: You blew the roof off the Olympia. It was <laughs> unbelievable, Gemma. How straight.
5: Used it as well, because I don't know if any of you were at the show, but uh, the show was opened by Terence and Calvin's voices yeah. in the intro. yeah.
2: So uh, the last episode we'd done with Gemma, I think it was 25. Terence, you were usually on the ball with that number. No?
5: I think it might have been 27.
2: Well, anyways, we done an episode with Gemma back then, and uh, in that, she took a clip of us talking about like growing up in the area and all you incorporate that into your set. Yeah. Yeah, but there's something else. Now I'm gonna take this down a serious note, a serious road yeah. But there's something else that you incorporate into mm-hmm. your set that's very close to our hearts. And we actually have done an episode on it as well, and that's the death of Terence Wheelock.
5: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the you know like the Terence Wheelock, um, the whole kind of situation and it, the the death of Terence, I think just it hits everyone hard when they realise the story. But I think it hits particularly hits home for people like us because uh, you know he's just he's just one of of hundreds that we know. And I think as well when you grow up in an area like that and you're experiencing things like that. You kind of carry around that, nearly does a sense of guilt that, you know, you're here and they're not because it could have so easily been any one of us, you know what I mean? Um, And I think, I think as as soon as I, 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 for me, I don't know how it happens, but my platform tends to be mostly a higher percentage in non-townies, right? So like... Low, all the townies know about Terence Wheelock, right? We all know the situation. We all feel it very deeply. And I found myself telling me friends and people from outside of that circle about and they're going, what? Oh, my God. How did that happen? Never heard of that in my life. And I'm like, you didn't grow up in uh, flats or an area where that is constant. So I think it's so important to keep talking about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Just for anybody that doesn't know and isn't familiar with Terence's story, we actually done an episode with his two sisters, Sinead and all It's episode twenty-eight. I really recommend going and listening to it. It's a it's a movement that we need to get everybody behind and we Not are, just
0: the inner either. That's what Janet is saying We need to get this all over the fucking country, mm. this story.
2: It is, it's legit something that you'd see in a Netflix documentary. Like if it happened in America, you'd be like, Oh, Jesus, this is mad, isn't it? But it happened on our doorstep and we feel a lot of people overlooked that, so we need to get as much eyes on it as possible. Um we were saying, yeah, you incorporate this into your set. You yeah. Know, and it's a song called Stop the Lights that mm. you're actually going to perform for us as well.
5: Yeah, yeah. So, um... <laughs> so yeah, um, that was one of the songs off the EP that was written from the perspective of a young fella that grew up in, in an area like yours. And uh, I suppose I just wanted to put my anger or my frustration into, into something where I felt kind of like so angry and so I wanted to lash out at everything because I was seeing people starting at different vantage points, you know, uh, and not getting any credit for it, you know. So let's say, uh, like, <clears throat> a young fella from our area has to work 10 times harder than a young fella from a more affluent area. And when they, when they get somewhere through fighting against the grain you know, it's kind of a bit overlooked. They do something negative, and it's, like, re- highlighted. That's why I think it's so important as well to bring it back to what we're doing here. We're used to, like, fair play to you. You don't get enough credit, you know what I mean? And... Uh, and I'm genuinely so proud. It's It's so great to have someone in the public eye that says, they make me proud to be... A townie. They, they make me proud to be from the inner city because we don't have a lot of that. So it's really important. But there's there's an instrumental part in this song and I was lucky enough to um, make a documentary with the uh, young from Larry or Skill where I was working at the time. And uh, it's an instrumental part of the song and you can hear all the kids, are playing hide and seek and they're counting down, you know, to when their pal is going to come and find them. And um, I think it, it was a beautiful, but really dark metaphor for them counting down their innocence because we know that most of them are not going to have it for much longer So when you hear that I'd encourage you to zone in and listen to their voices All right,
2: well, thank, thank you us away
0: Jemmy
5: This song is called stop the lights And tonight I'm dedicating it to Terence Weaver
1: Every time you stress me, now I'm coming down. You know that you'll never see me back in down. I live for the thrill of it. Oh Because no. 'Cause I'm seeing things that you don't see. I know how you think. I know how you feel. Now watch me sink my teeth into the pain. Oh. oh, oh. I'm not backing down. show me with blue lights flashing through the night. And when you come around, then I'm like, what the fuck? Stop the lights. Now stop the lights and let me out. I'm hearing voices in time ahead, saying it's all right soon. Now I get tunnel vision when I see an L. I just feel the fire born inside me and there's no coming back from me I walk around like no one could ever touch me I'm gonna live up to the expectation I probably saw too much when I was small They thought that I was nowhere but I felt it all Watch me drown my demons in all your tears And why am not back what the fuck? was wrongly
5: arrested and later found in his cell beaten to a pulp. Star Street engaged in the biggest cover-up denying any wrongdoing in the case. You see, the people appointed to investigate Terence's case were the ones who left him in that state in the first place. 17 years later and the family are still looking for answers as to why their son was beaten to death by the garden. 20, the age Terence was when he left his man's house to buy the paintbrush. Three, the amount of hours he was gone for before the police arrived and told his mother's son was critical. Fourteen, the number of minutes they left him on the ground before picking up a phone to ring an ambulance. Thirty-seven, the amount of photos taken of the injuries sustained across Terence's body. Three, the amount of months he was left in a coma before he eventually passed away. And fifteen, the number of years his blood-stained clothes were hidden by the police for. Zero, the amount of public investigations. Zero, the amount of people held accountable. And countless, the amount of times the family were harassed by police making hanging gestures out on them streets. 17 years, and still no justice. Now that's a sister without a brother, and a mother without her son, and yet they have the audacity to still say they did nothing. See, it's easy to silence certain groups in society. It's easy to blame us for existing in the ghettos they made by design. And we all know a young fella who ended up in the back of Mariah for wearing a tracksuit or having the wrong second name. Well, we want to be able to look airbys in the eyes and truthfully say, it's all right, son. So we're getting louder, and we won't stop till they have nowhere to turn. This one's for you, Taryn.
1: let's say oh, let's say oh. And let say oh, And let say oh, and let say oh, I only want you in the And let say oh And I won't ever let you down It's all right soon It's all right soon Hold on Now what the fuck? Stop the lights I said stop the lights And let me out You have me hearing voices Inside me head To see my nice, Live under Dublin skies Walking hands that walk further I feel them tighter around me neck They're closing in until I hit the deck I'm like, what the fuck stop the lights? Thank
5: you.
2: Very uh, powerful message in that song there Gemma, Uh, the way you incorporate the numbers in it. And we've been at many of the marches for Terence Wheelock, myself and Terence have. And uh, the last one we were at, you actually got up in front of Star Street and gave a a speech and said a few words. But one thing that you said that really struck with me was you said, I never met Terence and you never knew him, but yet you were out there fighting for him. Mm -hmm. You know, like that. So yeah. that's My nephews
5: as well were there. And this story will keep getting passed down. If six generations go in my family, they're going to know about this because that's their, that's their heritage at the end of the day. That's what they had to... That's what we had to wade through for, for them to be okay. And to be honest, they're still not okay. I want to look at my nephews and say, you got this, you're grand, you know? You're, you have the same chance as everyone else. And I can't, and until I can... I'm not shutting my mouth,
2: you know. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, the episode that we actually done with his sisters, uh, funnily enough, it's actually up on the award on Wednesday in the Justice Media Awards. So <laughs> Yeah. So myself and Terence will have to rock up to the Law Society of Ireland up there with all the crime journalists and all and Nick and
0: all there. <laughs>
2: What's up, love? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so... It's a bit of a mad one, isn't
0: it? Right, (laughs) I'm nearly shopping sitting
1: here.
0: The Up The Flats thing, you were telling us something before, earlier on. Yeah. Come on, fill us in. About Up The Flats. You're making it popular
2: to say it again. Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah.
2: You're playing in Canada. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So she's going to be playing in Canada in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. So we're like... How do people in Canada, like, how are they going to know what up the flats means? They're going to translate over there, like, you know (laughs) what
5: I mean? People in in Cork call it up the gats. I don't know if anyone here is from Cork. Apparently, that's the the same, similar area, right? So, I don't know. It seems to translate. I think, like, I think the flats is more like a feeling, isn't it? It's a state of mind, (laughs) 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 you know? Like, but yeah, I was doing gigs, um, exactly. Uh, I was doing gigs during lockdown and I had merch and I was posting it out and uh, I was laughing, Mimi ma was packaging them up, you know, and, and the addresses on them, like sending them off to Blackrock and send Like I was sending more of them to places like Blackrock and Foxrock down our area because no one in my area is going to buy a t-shirt off me for 20 euro. They're, like who does she think she is, you know? You
0: can't rob a robber, Gemma.
5: Exactly. Fair enough. I'd be, probably be the same myself. But now, um, yeah. So I was sending these t-shirts out when I was in that. I sent me mad. This is to Be someone walking around Fox Rock and Black Rock with enough to flat t-shirt. And I had the gig, and a girl came up to me, and she was like, "Hi, listen." She was like, oh, "I really love your music, and i I bought a t-shirt, but um, I just like feel really awkward because like I don't know, you know, is it cultural appro- appropriation? Like, can I wear this?" <laughs> And I just thought it was the funniest thing ever. I was like, wear that, wear that every day. Like, rock that. You know, I want people in black rock to, to be hearing up the flats. Not the song, the, the phrase. I want them to be hearing their accents. I want them to be, I want it to be normal. I want them to be, you know what I mean? Like, they, they should be lucky to have that saying in their presence. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Welcome, okay? yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, So, uh, during the intermission, we asked if you've had anything to say. throw her in the bucket, so this is the bucket. Quick kill and A, yes? Go on, Terry. Give me look.
0: He's better not be mad
2: deep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Will I call him? Go on, walk away.
0: Thanks for putting the positives of the working class out there. Do Do you think, even with your success, that you are still prejudged?
3: Yeah, are you... Are you, are you what do you think?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. So the question was, was for us, but thanks for answering that. <laughs> uh, How many big words in that for me. That question said, who's your dream guest?
3: Oh,
0: that's it. If yous had a podcast, who's your dream guest be? And you start with you.
3: Jesus, put the pressure on. Your uh, <laughs> <He handled laughs> dream that well, didn't he? <laughs> um, Oh God, I don't know. Probably like, yeah, like Robert De Niro or something. I love him, I do. Yeah,
2: good show. Jenny, Jenny.
3: Um, my mom. Alexis, Texas, Texas. <laughs> don't fellas get that one or something, is it? What is <laughs> Alexis, Texas. Is she a porn star, is she? Must be
0: an is that in you?
3: <laughs> she, w- she wouldn't be my
4: favorite.
0: <laughs> Definitely be mine, I tell you that much. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that one? No, I'll, t- I'll take U-turns.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> she always puts me on the back foot. Me nerves are gone around Jenny. Well, this Gemma? One...
5: me auntie Maureen.
0: <laughs> Absolutely great.
2: <laughs> <Right>. Alvin? Uh, Julia, <sighs> no, that was a nightmare. Um, I said this before, until we had this question, but... And I said Damo Dempsey. Wouldn't it be great if you got Damo Dempsey for the gig here? Yeah. Well, we're putting her out there. Someone give me a ring. Putting her out to the universe. Did you charge our crystals last night? <laughs> Right, here's another one. It says, not a question, just want to let Jenny know that her reverse cowgirl technique she put on Instagram is very helpful, and I shared the tip with my friends. So thank you. Uh...
1: (laughs) Yeehaw!
2: (laughs)
0: Making the world a better place, you are, Jenny.
4: I'd show you all if Terrence would be my model. (laughs)
1: You're <laughs> 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 oh.
0: oh, right, Hello?
4: I want you to get on the ground. <laughs> Face up! <laughs> yeah, yeah, on your back, on your back. All right. Can you see you with this thing in the way? Are you
2: okay? Oh, no, no. over here.
4: Come <laughs> <You're not fun. laughs> Okay. So, <laughs> lie, lie down and relax. Should Just relax.
2: This is like something you see so, in on
4: I'm going to show you. So most people, right, when they do reverse cowgirl, they do it, I always say they do it wrong, because we do this. <laughs> right. In this position, women don't have a whole lot of movement, right, so we have to work really hard. And then the hips, the hips are dead, right, locked. The hips not The thighs are on fire, right? So. <laughs> I'm going to show you the tip. It's going to save all your lives. Bend your knees for me. So bend the knees. My feet go under his legs. There you go. Watch it now. Back it up. Back it up. You um, sit like this.
2: He's going to split them trousers. <laughs> if these are going to so have I'm a so big nightmare. So much nightmare. more
4: relaxed for me, right? Like, my legs are here. I can weight myself into his pelvis. And I have much more movements. back. There you go. It'll save your lives and your thighs, I
1: swear to God.
0: (laughs) I don't need to go to the margin anymore. I'm empty. No, 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 fuck that one. I'm at
2: the my muck. Right, last question. Olympia, sell out next, question mark. Yeah. Will we tell them?
0: Roy, right, have better news for you. Which is like another live show. Yeah. Didn't really hear you, is that what? The next live Show is going to be Vicar Street again on the 19th of August.
2: Wait. Tickets go on sale this Friday, 9 o'clock. No pre sale, straight in, no kissing, general Brave sale. At all. Jocks
0: off. And the 19th of August is my birthday, yeah? So bring something for me.
2: <laughs> right. I don't know where this podcast had to go, on, but Gemma, you were supposed to take us out.
5: <laughs> I think Jenny did a great
2: job. <laughs> yeah. Gemma took turns in. I don't think out. you can top <laughs> so, that. So, that we go. Yeah. We go up the y- Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Right. Yeah? Yeah, up the flat, there is show.
5: Right, Vicar Street, I want to see us all on your feet for this one. Come on. Parents talking bollocks. What can I say? You make me proud to be a Townie. Thanks so much for having me and thanks for all you do for us. This song is called Up the Flat. I wrote it about Sheriff and if you know it, sing along.
1: Will you always have me like I do you? I engraved my name on the pillars of the arch So that when I left, I'd always leave my mark Everything I am, I owe to you Mm -hmm. The soundtrack of the song might get played by the sirens We found a in the middle of the violence See, I'd be nothing without you I find comfort when I feel them blue. Wrapped in the coats of your me you. Will you always have me? Like I do you. I said, Will you always have me? Will you always have me? Like I do you. Now I'm talking long days, so my nights rolling over to the next. Blue lights through my window. Help me to come down. Home with you, would never feel alone with you. na na na. Your truth. Remember, I was younger. I knew a shining. I was gonna home with you
2: one up. Wait, but before, the Wait. After party, who's going?
0: <laughs> so, look, we're going down to the grand social, yeah?
2: See us there. Yeah, you yeah? that's it, that's it. Fresh right, get before we market. go, one more time for any Martin. <laughs> for Jenny Kane. <laughs> for Gemma Dunleavy. He's been Terence Power, I've been Calvin O'Brien, we've been talking yeah! bollocks, you have been great, but she is on the night
0: there.